Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. Although there are many things and situations that are, well, quite problematical in the world, maybe in the workplace, maybe in neighborhoods, and in some cases, maybe even in the immediate households, there are also things and events that are not all bad. Okay, forgive the pun on the last three words. You know what I'm saying? Not all bad. Not bad, eh? Well, there's never a shortage of also disheartening things that are happening, right? Violence, high-intensity wars and low-intensity conflicts, rise in poverty, increases in homelessness, and even worldwide issues associated with political bickering that may have more to do with gaining and holding power instead of maybe policies that truly improve people's lives and nature's environment. The list goes on and on to the point of maybe causing some people to contemplate, is that all there is to this life? Is negativity and struggles until the end of time? Now hear this, dudes and dudettes. There are also many positives out there that we can and should acknowledge. Okay, I'm the first one to point out that it appears negative images, stories, and various social media content certainly grabs the attention of many people. As some news outlets would probably and readily acknowledge, there are strong emotions of frustration and anger over a lot of this negative news, but it draws people to return to that various newsprint, TV, streaming, and social media outlet. News, the negative stuff, the sad, the horrible stuff, it grabs people's attention for certain. It's almost to the point that good news stories are, although comforting, but they appear to take a backseat to the violence in the streets. Negative political discourse, social injustice is based on ethnicity and sexual orientation. You get the drift. Just take a look at your local news channel in your city. Generally, the news may go something like this. Quote, good evening and welcome to KXKZ Evening News. We start the top of the hour with a shooting at the local mall that happened early this morning. Or guess what? It may be a different take such as, it's another evening at Depress You News and we have a lot to cover today. Another sad story of a kidnapping that happened in broad daylight and the subject is still at large. Or maybe even, hello everyone and welcome to We're Going to Freak You Out News, the only news channel that will guarantee to depress you at the top of the hour because we bring you the negative stimulus that we know you don't need, but guess what you want a hefty dose of because we know you won't come back to look at us without that negative stuff. Yeah, you get the drift, right? Well, guess what? There's so much good happening that we fail to see it through the fog of negative stimuli that surrounds us. Heard some good stuff that should give us all a breath of fresh air. Okay, okay, you're saying, Stuart, will you please get to the point because you're already depressing us, right? Okay, there are people doing wonderful things and serving in various capacities. Uh, matter of fact, why don't we start with the U.S. military? That's right, military. People think of things like, well, the military is there to just, well, destroy things and blow stuff up. Not necessarily. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, there are about 1.3 million women and men serving on active duty. These people are volunteers because there is no military draft in the U.S. anymore. That ended, oh, I guess officially on July 1st, 1973, thereabouts. They serve not only in the combat roles that we normally think of when the military, of course, but when necessary, but they also serve as healthcare professionals. That's right, we're talking about physicians, etc., EEO counselors, chefs, law enforcement officials, human resources and finance professionals, healthcare professionals in every stripe, and so many other career fields. Now, in addition to the military defense of 
the American mandate, in other words, to defend the homeland, if you will. That's the way some people like to refer to it. The military has been called upon every year to respond to natural disasters, not just in the United States, but in other nations as well. The military delivered food and medical supplies, provided health care support, including delivering babies, helped rebuild schools and other vital infrastructure projects, and so much more. That's why we often hear the phrase, quote, thank you for your service, unquote, when a military person comes up to the counter. Now, this is well-deserved in so many ways. But sometimes, what about other professions that are not associated with the military? Are they unimportant to the point of being ignored for their contribution to society? Before COVID-19 hit the world, workers in every industry continue providing health care, daycare, food services, farming, piloting, passenger and freight aircraft, and staffing massive cargo ships. Keeping information technology up and running that even permits physicians to remotely provide medical consultation to patients and colleagues in real time from a completely different locale or even a different country. When destructive storms have hit cities and towns and hamlets, there are those linemen and electrical experts working to restore power as quickly as possible, and often they're working in dangerous conditions to do so. Educators, teachers from kindergarten through high school, well, they were there and are doing the essential, and let me emphasize the word, essential education to a nation's future generations. Now, unfortunately, on a slightly, just somewhat negative note, often doing so in a terribly underpaid status. Some teachers in some schools and in some districts even using their own money to buy supplies for needy students without any possibility of reimbursement. They do it because their hearts are in the right place. Often teachers have had to make rapid shifts in teaching methods, you know, virtual versus in-person classes, often changing modalities on a monthly and sometimes weekly basis, yet they persevere because of their commitment to children's educational needs. Unfortunately, many parents have taken their frustrations out on teachers and school boards. Not an easy career track, this education profession, but boy, what an essential profession. And let's not forget about public safety. When you're in a traffic accident, who are you going to call? When you may be living in a different state from your elderly mom or dad, and you've not been able to connect with them for quite some time, maybe way days or, or two or three weeks even, who are you going to call? When a child or loved one is missing, who will get the call? When a home or residence is broken into, who are you going to call? When there's an assault taking place in a residence, again, who are you going to call? And I assure you, it won't be the Ghostbusters. Listen to me, Ghostbusters. It won't be the Ghost. It won't be the Ghostbusters. That's for sure. It will be local law enforcement officials or the police. Yes, the police who also put their lives on the line each day, and the vast majority doing it with the idea of service to their communities and fellow human beings. As a matter of fact, the FBI reported that 59 law enforcement officers were killed in 2021 for the period ending in September 2021. Law enforcement and public safety are also essential and important services. This is a positive. In fact, to a certain degree, I don't know what we would do if everything was just lawlessness without public safety. And let's pivot over to what's going on with restaurant workers, right? Restaurant workers toil day and night to provide customers a respite from having to cook meals themselves, even though restaurant workers are truly underpaid and often are and were and still are the working poor. 
The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics defines this segment of society as the working poor are people, I'm quoting this now, the working poor are people who spent at least 27 weeks in the labor force, but whose income still fell below the official poverty level. They often don't receive the minimum wage, and yes, they try to make it up on tips, which often will not propel, propel them outside the status of the working poor. They're everywhere. Here are the people we see almost everywhere, right? Anywhere. The U.S. Bureau, again, of labor statistics referred to them as refuse and recyclable collectors, which used to be referred to as garbage men. Yeah, really nice title, right? Without these professionals, and I emphasize professionals, our homes, streets, and neighborhoods would be environmental disasters and health hazards beyond the imaginable. I shudder to think about it. I really do. Yet, there are those who will not even give a greeting to these fellow human beings that are actually taking away our refuse and recyclables. Okay, wait, now there's still more. This is good stuff. It's not all negative. What I'm trying to say is various professionals in so many fields, they make it happen so that so many people can continue to live their lives. And maybe some of you listening may be one of those people. We have healthcare providers, you know, physicians, nurses, therapists, dietitians, nutritionists, and healthcare support providers who are, well, such as home health aides, occupational therapy assistants, medical transcriptionists, and all others helping to keep us healthy. Yes, they work long hours for sure, but did you know many healthcare professionals purposely selected, purposely selected to work in medically underserved areas and even do volunteer work in other countries that lack critical healthcare infrastructure and medical personnel resources? And finally, we come to gig workers. You know, we are in a gig economy, right? These workers are partnered with companies such as, well, Grubhub, DoorDash, Lyft, and Uber Eats. These workers are doing these jobs to make ends meet, for sure. But often, they don't make enough dough to buy meat to put on the table. Yet, they still drive on to meet customers' needs. And this goes beyond working the usual long and sometimes difficult hours with demanding and often not understanding customers. How many businesses remain open on Christmas, New Year's Day, and various other holidays. Think about this. You walk into a coffee shop on New Year's Day, and you have this feeling that it's so wrong for these people behind the counter to be working. They should have the day off just like you, right? And millions of other Americans. Whoa, but let's back up a minute and see the reality, shall we? The reason that coffee company has its door open is because customers will come in to get their coffee or their cup of joe even on New Year's Day. The company's business model is to make money, of course, so it requires workers to be there. So it may not always be a good idea to say, quote, I'm so sorry you have to work on this holiday, unquote. Now, your intention and empathy is sincere, of course, but the worker may be thinking, hey, I have to work on this holiday because you and other people like you insist on coming in to get their coffee and donuts on this day. Even so, many of those coffee shop workers will do their best to smile and be welcoming and provide you that service. And then there are the thousands of volunteers working at food banks, the Red Cross, Peace Corps, homeless shelters, places of worship, health clinics, battered women's shelters, foster care providers for young people, people helping refugees get settled, providing blood for harvesting and uh, well, harvesting platelets for needy patients, and even working in hospices for terminally ill patients. 
People, this is positive stuff that gives us hope and sunshine and some otherwise often dark events in life and in this world. There are people doing wonderful things, and we should absolutely be happy about that and praise them as heroes of sorts. Then the COVID-19 pandemic, well, it hit the world. Towns, cities, and states went into varying levels of lockdowns. Many categories of workers were required to stay away from the workplace and even remain home. Healthcare providers and workers, delivery drivers, food supply chain workers, refuse and recycling professionals, and so many others, well, they didn't have the option just to remain home. They continued to push through and remain on the job, some out of absolute necessity for income and many others out of a combined sense of obligation to their fellow human beings. This may be, this may appear to be somewhat of a negative picture of events. Well, you sort of yes and no. As of January 2022, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control reports that there are 3,000 or there were 3,508 healthcare personnel who've died from COVID. Yet workers continue their life-saving work in their hospitals and clinics and so many other areas. Do you not see the irony? We are quick to thank the military for their service and rightfully so. Yet, there are other fellow human beings that have nothing to do with the military who truly toil through difficult circumstances, even to the point of some losing their lives to this pandemic and may not even get so much as a sincere good morning, much less a genuine thank you for their service. Unfortunately, it often appears that we're moving away from the important and essential concept or we are our quote, brother's keeper, unquote. And compassion for others, including fellow workers as well, a kind of weakness? We often find this is the current state of affairs. However, like millions of Americans, I'm also a military veteran, and I've received the comment, thank you for your service. In some cases, it would give me a kind of blush. I immediately reply with thanking that person for her or his service. Indeed, professionals in the average everyday worker provide so much for all of us to be thankful for. So you see, everything's not all bad, far from it. So it's the thing, I guess, I'm so emotional about this because we have to thank ourselves and so many other people for doing so many good things. And by the way, it's okay to thank that person behind the counter for what they do, saying, thank you for doing this. And I know the person will be saying, you're thanking me, or they may not say it, they may think but it's okay. It is nothing Pollyannish. It's nothing childish. Although it may not be the case or situation, there will be others behind that counter who will beam with a wide smile that you help make their day with these special words. For example, how about school crossing guards who are there on frigidly winter and on sweltering summer days? Well, they would be pleasantly surprised and appreciate if you would give a gift card from your favorite coffee shop, bookstore, or other vendor to him or her. Do it for no other reason than to thank them for their services. And you see, it's not all bad. There are people doing a lot of good stuff. If you consider this episode somewhat meaningful, please consider sharing it with others. In the meantime, take care until the next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you can listen and subscribe to It's Not All Bad wherever you download your podcasts.